Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, dropping right before everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving, I'm sharing a recent interview I conducted with Steve-O. Yes, that Steve-O of Jackass fame. In case you didn't know this, in the years after Jackass, Steve-O has transitioned into becoming a very successful stand-up comedian with multiple specials under his belt. However, neither of his previous two specials can quite compete with Steve-O's bucket list, which features a mixture of stand-up comedy and Jackass-style stunts. Except for this special, Steve-O didn't have to worry about censors or studios, so he went all out. Seriously, the stunts in Bucket List are some of the most over-the-top and crazy things you've ever seen Steve-O do. They make Jackass seem tame by comparison. And in our discussion, we talk about the creation of Steve-O's Bucket List and how he came up with the idea to fully merge his stunt work with stand-up to create such a unique viewing experience. We also talk about his recovery from addiction issues, as well as the bond he has with his various Jackass folks, who he lovingly calls his brothers. We also talk about the future and what that includes, maybe a new Jackass movie or perhaps even giving up stunt work altogether just to focus on stand-up and podcasts. But before I play my interview with Steve-O, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Deep Focus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, without any further ado, here's my interview with Steve-O. And remember, Steve-O's bucket list is now available at steveo.com. And trust me, if you're a fan of Jackass, this is required viewing. Enjoy. I want to start by uh, talking about getting older, because this is a uh, a special where you you start by talking about how you're getting older and how you found love and you tell that whole story. And it's kind of fitting for me because I've been feeling old lately and you kind of make me feel old because I remember graduating or high school and discovering Jackass and buying your DVD in 2001 and being just amazed at what you were doing, thinking you were the funniest guy on the planet. (laughs) And I remember, though, watching that and seeing all the debauchery that you experienced back then. You were doing some crazy stuff, not just stunts either, just the partying and stuff. And then to see you kind of come full circle, like now it's pretty great. So, A, do you ever watch those clips from back then? And does it make you cringe or does it make you kind of proud to see how much you've grown? Um, I don't watch old clips like that. And by the way, thank you, man. That's, uh, that's all very kind. Um, yeah, I don't really spend a lot of time watching old stuff, but I don't have to. I'm, I'm well aware of what all happened and, and what 
I was like back then. Um, and of course, man, I'm just tremendously grateful for, for where I'm at today, man. Um, it's really, really remarkable to me what, uh, what a blessing it's been to be able to be in recovery, stay completely clean and sober and still be a complete maniac. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, man. I love it. You know, I, I, I often say that, that, uh, what, what my buddies and I do with jackass is wholesome. And I know that that's counterintuitive, but, um, it really is, man. I stand by that, that belief because as bad as the things we put ourselves and each other through, we're, we're very willing participants, you know, we're eager to get the screen time. So it's very permissible to, you know, to watch us do the things that we do. And we have such a profound respect for each other and, and, uh, you know, and, and everybody really, you know, it's just, there's nothing hateful or mean spirited about it. So, so that can't, you know, like, there was always a wholesomeness to jackass in that sense. Um, and, uh, you know, like I was just kind of in this dark place for a long time. And once I addressed those issues and, and pulled out of it, you know, like now it's, it's like that spirit with me, you know, like super crazy, super wild. And I'm very willing to put myself through, all kinds of, of terror, terrible things. But, uh, but yeah, there's just that wholesome quality to the things that I do. I feel like. Yeah. I, I, I often, you hear this sometimes with musicians and just creative people in general, but when they struggle with addiction, a lot of them worry that maybe their creativity comes from that addiction. Was that ever a concern for you when you were getting clean? Um, yes, yes. But, but more what I, thought um you know like when you go into rehab and 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 are introduced to the world of recovery you hear a lot about um having a higher power and deflating the ego and practicing you know spiritual principles and my concern was um how does all of that jive with being Steve O from Jackass, you know, like how do you uh, have a career as an attention whore? Like after you've deflated the ego, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and uh, it all just felt very, very, uh, you know, it, the, like mutually exclusive, you know, yeah. like the concept of recovery and the concept of being Steve O felt very mutually ex exclusive and i didn't know if i would be able to continue having a career in entertainment and and fortunately my life had become bad enough with with uh, you know all of my uh, addiction issues that i that i i'm not going to say i didn't care but i was just willing to to make recovery the priority and slowly but surely it turned out that, uh, that, yeah, that I'm actually better off with, without being loaded. Well, that's, that's what I've found personally from not knowing you as a, as a person other than a fan. But I think, I mean, this bucket list special, 
it might be the wildest stuff I've seen. And and I've seen all the jackasses, all the the point fives, all of it. And and that's something that's, you know, pretty, pretty spectacular to say. So um, I, I would love to know where the genesis of this came about, because this is uh, you're a comedian. That's what you are now. You're a stand-up comedian, and and this mixes stand-up with with some of the 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 clips and stunts and stuff. So where did uh, the idea of your Steve-O's bucket list come from? So the genesis for the bucket list. Um, I started doing stand-up comedy, like really legitimately touring and consistently doing it. Uh, I started doing stand-up comedy consistently over 13 years ago. And I toured comedy clubs just intensely for five years and then taped my first special. And that special was comprised of uh, me speaking into a microphone and whatever happened on that stage. Then when I put together the next show, which which became my second special, I had the idea that um, I could illustrate the stories I was telling on stage by editing in footage in post-production. So I made this exciting multimedia comedy special and uh, and I loved it. And as I went into making this third show, which, is, which was the bucket list, my priority was that two things. I wanted to stop living in the past, telling old stories. And I wanted to bring the multimedia component with me on the road, like on tour which meant that I had to create new material, new stories and new footage. So, okay. You know, and, and I also wanted to really lash out at uh, all of the community guidelines, all of the <laughs> rules uh, of YouTube and social media. I wanted to push, push the boundaries and go crazier than ever before. And with that idea, you know, I was like, okay, so what am I going to film? It's a tough question because my buddies and I have kind of done everything. Except I only thought that for about a couple seconds when it was like just totally obvious that there were distinct things that had not been done. Granted, they were never supposed to be done, but I thought, oh man, first thing I thought of was the skyjacking. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah. And then there's the tranquilizer dart thing I was thinking. And, uh, and and it just kind of came to life that way. What's interesting to me about your comedy, and I and and if people haven't seen it, um, because I, I haven't actually been to one of your shows, but I, I know of your comedy, you don't do the typical setup punchline, setup punchline comedy. You're more of a storyteller comedian and you're really good about it because like you say, you have stories, right? So when did you realize that was kind of your lane in stand-up comedy? Oh man, I well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, again, thank you for, for the kind words. Um, I think uh, getting into stand-up at first, it was, uh, you know, trying to... I remember, like, my the first time I ever tried stand-up was 2006. And by no means was uh, was I sober or committed to really you know properly doing it but my first joke back then was hey everybody i'm in the mood for a blowjob does anybody want one <laughs> uh, you know it's a little bit of a of a setup and a joke um when uh 
when I was sober and really decided to commit to it, my first joke was, uh, you know, I've been clean and sober ever since Johnny Knoxville pulled an intervention on me. And you know you got a problem when your interventionist is Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> ah. So, I mean, like, maybe I'd like, and, and, and I'm remembering these first jokes because um, they uh, kind of show where my head was at in approaching it. But soon enough, I, I, it just became clear to me that the strength of uh, my position was that I had a uh, crazy experience in life. So, you know, it made sense to, you know, relate the crazy experience that only I've had as opposed to do, you know, set up and punchline and all that. I, I don't want to spoil anything that goes on in your special because I think I, it's I'm not too I'm not too precious about it. You know, like I mean I think that there's uh you know with the multimedia component, I think you can pretty well, you know, say what it is and not ruin it, you know. Well what I want to talk about is there's a specific stunt uh, that you said inspired people to pass out in your shows. And well, there's, there's a few of them. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. The main one is the vasectomy Olympics. Yeah. And that comes, that, that clip comes in at about 15 to 16 minutes into your special, which is an hour long. Did you ever, uh, and, and trust me, it does inspire people to pass out and it's, it's incredibly like, wow. But did you ever think like, man, that's setting the bar so high 15 minutes into my special that I really better fucking bring it for the last 45? Like, was that ever a concern? Um, no, no. Um, and, and again, thank you. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just works very well because the order of the bucket list stunts goes, um, in the, the bucket list stunts are presented in descending order of my fiance's approval and support. <laughs> There's one, I mean, with, with one exception, like at the point when we've gotten so completely crazy that I gotta like, uh, you know, reel it in to, um, to set up the big climax. But yeah, like it, it, it's, it's an intense show. You know, um, I, I was never concerned about um, keeping the intensity up. I think that my concern was if um, the the first major bucket list item uh, should have been so gross. You know, and and um, in Jackass, we were always pretty careful to keep the super gross stuff uh, at the end, like on all the TV shows whatever the grossest thing was, was always last because there was a real concern that uh female audience, you know, female viewers, or maybe just like a lot of guys too, if it gets too gross, that they might tune out. Um, and uh, so knowing that Jackass was so careful to put gross stuff last, I was confronted with the concern that, that uh that, that that gross thing coming up so soon was a problem but i really couldn't do it another way because the way that the story is uh about my relationship with my fiance like that's when she proved that she was the one you know 
Yeah. And, and she does, she's a trooper through all of this and, and really talented, as you point out at the end, um, yeah. other people that show up in your, in your special, uh, people probably won't be surprised to know that a few of the jackass guys show up and, uh, they're not performing with you so much as they're kind of general encouragement and like unwilling participants, maybe, I don't know. And, um, it blows my mind really that these guys, you guys have developed this kind of bond over 20 plus years now. Um, obviously there have been some issues with folks over the years. Ryan Dunn passed away, which is tragic, but for the most part, the crew's stuck together. What's that been like to have these guys kind of by your side for 20 plus years and to have them know exactly what you're going through. Cause they've kind of done the same. I mean, it's epic, man. You know, with Jackass, uh, you know, we're very much a family. And like with any family, you've got so much history that, uh, you know, that you've all been mad at each other. You've all been, you know, like had highs and lows and, and, you know, then it's just a bond that is, uh, you know, very, very unbreakable. Um, and we have all that, you know, I mean, it's really, they're really family to me. They're really my brothers. And, um, and it's 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 awesome like that uh you know when, when i got my my dumb little stuff I mean, at the time when i was filming this who knew who knew what it would become you know like and uh the fact that, that these guys are so willing to uh come out in support of me trying to do stuff on my own is really awesome yeah you getting back to the, the whole bucket list aspect of this um that's a term that's used by people who are trying to do things before they die but as we've covered here, you're really you're you're still pretty young. Uh, you're healthy. You're in a great relationship. You really have a successful podcast and comedy career. But I I keep I can't help but think you can't keep doing these things and topping yourself for for so long. So do you see a world where Steve-O gives up doing stunts? Um, you know, I had an interesting conversation with Caitlyn Jenner the other day, and she said that uh something to that effect of like man you know like you keep trying to one-up yourself and uh there was a comparison she made to elton john who wore these costumes and and they became more and more elaborate and crazy and at a certain point it was like you know you just can't he, he couldn't push it anymore and so he just started wearing regular clothes or, or fairly regular i suppose um and, and I was really struck by that. I was really, really struck by that. Um, and uh, yeah, man, um, I, I think I got another one of these major multimedia shows that raises the bar yet again in me. And after that, it's probably, uh, it's probably gonna be time to, to <laughs> just, do the podcast, maybe do some stand up. I don't know. And and run your uh, your farm sanctuary, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about Jackass a little bit and I was a huge fan of Jackass forever. And I really liked how you guys kind of brought in uh, a new generation to kind of do some of the the stupid stuff too. So what's the future of the Jackass franchise for you? And and do you self, do you see yourself uh, doing another one of those at some point? Um, I have no say whatsoever in what the future of the Jackass franchise is. Um, and uh, I, I can tell you with great confidence that I don't see another Jackass movie or, you know, certainly not another movie. But then again, I would have told 
I would have told you the same thing. <clears throat> but then again, I would have told you the same thing about uh, Jackass 4. You know, I didn't think there would be a fourth one. So I, I really have no idea. Um, like, if anything happens with Jackass again, um, all I know is that uh, and I, I'm grateful that I've been active enough on my own that if there is no more jackass ever again, that, uh, you know, that, that I kind of see my path forward. I have a, uh, I have one more question going back to your stand-up career. Um, I, I'm curious also when, when I was watching this and just kind of following you over the, the years now, uh, how, cause, cause, uh, one of the, the cameos, uh, I will say is Bill Burr, um, who's perhaps the biggest comedian in the world right now. Have you found that uh, generally you're you're pretty well accepted now that you've been doing this for for over a decade seriously, or do you still have people who are like, oh, you're just that jackass guy? Um, I think that uh, I, I don't think you're ever going to get a hundred percent of everybody to agree on anything ever. Um, there's always going to be uh, you know, people with different opinions. There's always going to be people with different views. Um, so I can't say that I'm universally accepted in the world of stand-up comedy. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever be. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not something that I got to even be invested in. It, you know, like I, I've been super self-conscious about that for a very long time. Such I should say I was, um, you know, and, and it came to a point where it's not about it's not about whether people accept me in the world of comedy. It's about me believing that what I'm doing is authentic. It's it has merit, you know. Um, I just have to believe that I've earned my place in comedy. And I genuinely do believe that. So whether there are people who uh, don't want to accept me is really besides the point. I mean, you can safely say that you do something that literally no other stand-up comedian is willing to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've found my... Uh, you know, my approach to comedy is very original and unique. Um, you know, it's it's all of my different worlds converged into one. And, um, and yeah, there's nobody else doing the kind of stuff that I'm doing and um, presenting it the way that I'm presenting it. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, this... Uh, convergence of my worlds um like it like serves as a kind of a rocket that can propel me to a place where i can just do stand-up you know yeah, yeah. Out. but but it'll be interesting to see whatever happens yeah well i mean i you you got a fan of me and I'm, I'm not just saying that to blow smoke i i really i was uh i was telling your your pr people here i i've watched it twice um once yeah. <laughs> once just by myself and then i was like i went to my wife i was like you have to watch this and uh she thoroughly enjoyed it too so thank you so much that, that's amazing man i mean my, my certainly my biggest fear is that this won't get the audience that i feel it deserves 
Um, I mean, of course, like it's tough to find an audience or, or it's tough to reach an audience with something as explicit and triple X rated as this is. Um, but I'm going to fight like hell to just try and get it to be seen. So um, thank you for helping me try uh, to make that. And that's like the most Steve-O thing, right? So I think it's awesome. So congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank you.